how I was adding it as like a point of cardio. I just think that okay. I, would, I always had an interest in Thai boxing and it was kind of like, how can I keep myself motivated at the moment? And for me, it was like an easy opportunity to say, do you know what? Going to something, doing something completely different um, out of your comfort zone. But it's that opportunity to switch off and just to try something different and be told what to do. It just complemented everything, really. And it's a way of just burning calories. That's actually, and it, actually, interestingly, people don't realize this. Um, the sport that has the highest amount of calories burnt per hour is boxing. Yeah. Um, it's incredible. Like, I mean, you, it's a different type of fitness because you can't really compare it to running and you can't really compare it to sort of like general hypertrophy training. It's like a different energy system that gets used because you're focusing so much on coordination. But then also at the same time, your heart rate's getting elevated and then it's resting. It's like almost like a perfect combo. 100%. I also think an interesting thing that I've found that's come from it is that my, I don't know if you found this, initially my shoulders were just destroyed. I couldn't keep my hands up. My shoulders were burning. And probably after three, four weeks that went away and then I could start to push myself harder and harder and harder. And like, even the first time I did it, my lats were killing me from throwing punches. My lats would like literally felt like someone hit me with a fucking baseball bat, but your body adapts to it. And that's a prime example for me. And then like, now I have the ability where like I can push myself and push myself, but now it's my aerobic fitness that's bottlenecking me where like I can go for about two minutes and I'm, I'm, I need fucking a break. So I, like, I can't keep going full on, but this is interesting where anyone who hasn't listened to the episode, listen to the episode with Darren Lawrence from Perform365, which was maybe two or three before this, where Dan trains professional boxers like Connor Ben, like world champions. And we talked about a lot about this on the, po the podcast. And like one of the big things is actually about learning like professional fighters to conserve your energy because know how fit you are. If you're trying to throw bombs constantly, you're just going to empty your energy tank and then you're, it's game over. Like it lights out once that goes. It's uh, like, it's a different way of training yourself because you get carried away when you do it and you're like empty the tank with all the energy. But then it's like, once that energy has gone, like you've got to try and replenish your stores. I mean, luckily coming from the CrossFit background, my fitness is there, but it's the technique. It's so technical. And talking about muscle endurance, I did a class the other week where it was an hour of clinch work. So I had my hands around someone's neck. They had their hands around my neck. The next day, my doms around my traps and my neck, I was like walking around with like a stiff neck. And it's amazing because I've been training for so long. I'm like, shit, I need to strengthen up some muscles around my neck now. So it's like, you know, shrugs and things like that will benefit you. I just had a brilliant idea. If you want to go to Thailand with me at some point, we'll go to Thai boxing for like a week or two. That'd be sick. I'm, I'm all over that. Um, but the, and be, actually like I've always wanted to do Thailand. All right, there we go. Let's make it happen. Um, Thailand 2023, what even year are we in? I don't even know. But I th again, I think this is just shows that people being willing to put themselves outside of their comfort zones and the benefits from this. And interestingly, actually, I've had issues with my left shoulder for a while and they've actually gone away from boxing because my shoulder has gotten stronger and my rotator cuff's gotten stronger from actually moving in different planes of motion and like punching movements and moving around rather than just trying to like maximally load through pushing and lateral raise movements. And this is why things like this are actually beneficial to your body because what people don't understand is that lifting weights is great, but lifting weights is lifted against gravity. When you start doing things like boxing, you're using your body in different range of motions, but there is no gravity. So all of a sudden you can work the muscles in a completely different way where it's low impact. And yeah, that's really good that you've actually fixed some shoulder problems just from doing boxing. It's amazing. Yeah, I think it's just an importance of um, trying different things. And I think opening your awareness and it's, there's no reason why different things can't complement each other. So like weight training is very beneficial for anyone who's a boxer. Currently they need to do weight training to get stronger. And 
I think the fun of it is realizing like there is, there's always a new mountain to climb. Like if you get really good at something, there's always something else you can do and you can always focus on improving. It's never ending. I think the best physique is someone that is well-rounded and not scared to try different approaches. They have the sort of groundwork there, whereas they do have a structure within regards to their training program that they're hitting certain muscle groups amount of time a week. But exposing yourself to different things is only going to make you better. Um, prime example at the weekend when we did the photo shoot, we had Anders over um, and he does yoga. And I was like, okay, cool, like, you do yoga. And then I was like, let's do some uh, yoga positions for your shoot. The positions he could get himself into were like, I was mind blown. So guess what? I'm trying to find somewhere I can do yoga now because I'm like, I want to be able to do that stuff. That's pretty cool. Like, um, I just think people get too on a one-way path. And this is not saying that you shouldn't follow a routine, but you should always expose yourself to different things because otherwise you're just going to build this cap where the body's just used to certain things. Change it every now and then. Get out of your comfort zone. It's good for the stresses. It's good for the central nervous system. And I think you're going to have fun doing it. It's like I said to you, when I come to Dubai in October, I want to try that wake surfing. That looks awesome. Yeah, sick. Well, that's another that's like thing. That's like a workout on its own, right? Yeah, well, it's super fucking hard. Like, it's super tiring. And like, but that's one of those things is, um, this was the next point I was going to go into is like being fit and in shape should be about having fun and trying new things, not being bored. And that's the beauty of having like an awesome body that is functional, functional, strong and fit is that you can actually use this vehicle for life. Can go, don't, go and do all the cool stuff you want to do rather than you see so many people who have got like the quote unquote dad bod where they can't like walk up a fucking flight of stairs. Um, and then they've got kids and they can't play with their kids. They can't go wakeboarding with their kids because they're out of shape to do it. Um, and, that, and that's the reality that people really need to realize that, and I said it before, is that when you were, when you were young, like you didn't aspire to have a dad bod. You didn't want to look like a fat, obese guy who just drinks beer and sits on a sofa. You wanted to look like James Bond or like someone on WWE or something like that. Like think about like not letting your younger self down is an important thing to think. And it's, um, it's never too late to change. I mean, listen, I'm running on like serious adrenaline highs from the last few days with the amount of clients I've seen that have got themselves in shape, given themselves all their obstacles they've had to overcome. And it's like, I feel like saying to some people, like, what's your excuse? Because it can be done. And often enough, it comes down to scared of a bit of hard work um, and not being consistent enough. And it's just like so many people are selling themselves short because they're not prepared to spend eight to 12 weeks just grafting. And the thing is, it's going to be a graft for a period of time. It's not going to be forever. Once you've got the physique, we want to hold on to it. And I just think, I just want to get the message across to as many people as possible is to just try as much cool stuff as possible, but also at the same time, be disciplined with yourself and give yourself the time to achieve what you really do want to achieve. hundred um, percent. And in that instance of people having excuses, like one of the chaps who came at the weekend was in a wheelchair, like, and had gotten great he's results. An athlete. He's an athlete. Like he is an athlete and he's in a wheelchair and he doesn't let anything stop him. And we have got photos coming of him doing pull-ups and stuff like that. There's so many of people in the population that can't lift their own body weight, yet he can. And it's like, do you know what? It's so humbling and it's so nice to see that people are doing this sort of stuff. And um, yeah, I mean, like we, this is why we do what we do is because we get life, tra you know, life changing transformations. You know, people call it bullshit sometimes or whatever, but what we get when we connect with a client is absolutely amazing. It actually reminds me, and I think I might've told you this before, but I remember, I think it was in like 2018, I was competing uh, for whatever show I was doing at the time. And I remember feeling very sorry for myself, very miserable doing cardio at like 6 a.m. at Pure Gym in Epsom. 
And I looked over and there was a woman working out at 6 a.m. next to me who was obviously undergoing cancer treatment. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I was like, I, I don't know how old I was at the time, what, 20, 28? I was like, you're a fit, super fit 28 year old. You're here feeling sorry for yourself, doing something, it's your own conscious choice. This woman's overcoming chemotherapy and is doing it like with a big smile on your face. I was like, and that's what you often need is something to give you perspective. It's like, you need to think that I don't have to work out, I get to work out. And that's a big reality change. 100%. So considering you've delved into this boxing now, how does your schedule look like? Um, so interestingly, I do, it's basically the same as it was before. So I do two days weight training and then I do one day like rest of no weight training where I'll do boxing and then just repeat. Um, but I'm to try and to drop more, but to try to drop more body fat. I'm also adding an extra boxing session a week that I'll do probably one of the back training days. And I'll do that in the evening. And what I find very interesting with that is that normally I'll do boxing about 8am and I feel a bit sluggish at first and I'm good to go. But then when I do it in the evening on the days where I've already trained, I feel mentally sharper and awake. Like I can think about the combos and I can move like well, like cognitively, but my body's just not like not firing all cylinders where I've already trained once that day, probably a bit sluggish from eating. Um, and it's interesting when you start to learn these things about your body and how you feel, but it's coinciding really well with, uh, and if anyone has, wants to go and check it out, head up and check over the YouTube videos I've been putting up recently in terms of my training where I'm doing a lot of work to really just focus on, like, I don't want to get any bigger. I want to balance out my physique more. So everything's unilateral. Uh, it's improving my joints, like almost like becoming like optimal with everything. Um, and it's really complementing that very well by being more functional. And in particular, as I said, in terms of having shoulder issues, one of the big muscles we use when like throwing punches, for example, is your serratus. And a lot of people don't use their serratus and it becomes very weak, myself included, comparatively to say, for example, your chest, which becomes very strong. And that's where um, more dynamic movements and functional training can add a huge amount of benefits, actually increasing strength and muscular mass. And I actually think my shoulders have gotten bigger from boxing because of the increased endurance um, they've had to build. It's really interesting. And how have you been managing your calories on that? Have you found you've had got enough energy to train? Um, it hasn't really changed. So I've been, since I've started this fat loss phase, I haven't actually really changed my calories. It's just kept coming off to be fair. Um, I fucked up here and there and, and, and then you go back up a little bit in weight and then it drops off for me. It's mainly water weight, but, um, I tend to find that like, I spoke about this in a nutrition course that we teach in terms of, I weigh myself every day and my weight will go up the weekend. Cause I'll tend to be a bit more flexible eating what I want. And then midweek it will generally hit like a new low. So interestingly i just came back from the maldives where i was for four days i didn't train i ate whatever i wanted and i thought i would come back that my weight would have shot up because psychologically oh, i get fat whatever um i came back yesterday and i think i was like 95.2 kilos this morning i was 94.6 which is basically the lightest i've been um and that's with four days not training and eating like eat as much as you like like three times a day um and it's a it's an example of like priming your body and putting it in the right place and understanding like what foods you can eat and what you can't eat but when your body becomes like a highly tuned machine if you give it extra food here and there when you want to enjoy yourself your body's not going to fucking not going to add its body weight because your body knows how to digest and handle those nutrients is um this is the biggest thing i've learned over the last eight weeks is that it's no secret that i've suffered with massive digestive problems over my life getting my food in track over the last eight weeks for this photo shoot has transformed my body my digestive system is amazing and um, i didn't want to ruin it but it's amazing how um how well you like you just said your body responds once it's a highly fine-tuned machine because last thursday i trained low calories it was an okay session i was running on adrenaline 
But come Sunday, once I've had a belly full of food, I was unstoppable on Sunday and um, I trained with there were two clients that was with us um, and Jake, one of our other coaches, and I absolutely destroyed them. Um, Charlie knows how I train. Um, I put everyone out of their comfort zone. Um, he does the same to me when he when I train with him doing his style of training, but it's uh, I expose them to something they've never done before. And I um, I messaged Jake yesterday. I was like, how are you feeling? He was like, I'm very sore today. Um, and this is a guy, this, Jake's one of our coaches, right? And it's just exposing yourself to different things. Um, but that extra food was so good. I felt invincible. I just felt like I could do anything, right? But And then this is actually a lot of thing I say to people as well when they're competing or when you're dieting. It's like when you get, like I remember when I competed before and the first time I did, I did a really bad job. I was eating way too little, doing way too much, fucking way, taking way too many stimulants, too much caffeine. I probably drink like four monsters a day or whatever. Um, YOLO. And I remember like physically walking down the street at work was a pain in the ass. Like literally was hot. Like it was difficult. And, but when you go from that extreme to then like, eating normally again you're like this is so fucking easy and that's why it's important in life to like push your pain tolerance and push yourself to the edge because when you push yourself to level 10 when you come back to level seven level six life's a fucking breeze and it's important to know that you've got like that defcon 5 mode if you need to crank up whether it's your training or with your work or whatever that you've got that in your locker if shit hits the fan yeah 100 it's so true i mean there's, you learn something every time you go through a phase where you're dieting um, or if you're trying to gain muscle. It's, you know, Gaining muscle is, is not an easy task. It's a difficult task, but it's a completely different mindset because you end up having mind games when you try and lose body fat. But you know, one, the tips that we're trying to get across is that you can lose body fat and have fun at the same time by exposing yourself to different things, different stimuluses, you know, external things. And all of a sudden, the diet doesn't become the main thing. The main thing becomes what else can I try? I've got this coming up. And all of a sudden, eight weeks have gone by. You don't really feel like you've dieted, yet you're in the best shape of your life and you're probably the fittest. 100%. And what you say about muscle building, I say is completely true. Building muscle is hard, and it, but it doesn't have to be hard. And a lot of it comes down to people not understanding how to actually train correctly because it's actually about applying tension through a muscle and just not, move, not moving weight. Like I used to lift a lot heavier weights than I do now. I'm a lot bigger than I am now and I find it a lot easier to build muscle mass now because I know how. And you don't know what you don't know. And in hindsight, everything's wonderful. So um, one of those things I'd highly suggest if anyone's interested, we're running a uh, training camp in Marbella. I think it's 2nd or 3rd of September, correct me if that's wrong. Um, so if anyone's interested in that, you can fire me or down a message or it'll be on my Instagram stories and stuff as well. Um, so I think we've got a few slots available for that. But this is really the key in terms of you actually getting more results without even putting more effort, putting any extra effort in. You just get more ROI on your time. Is actually learning how to do the right things, the right processes, rather than like if you're driving in the wrong direction, if you drive faster, you're just going to go further away from where you want to be. And that's where people actually end up with joint issues, muscle imbalances, and all these types of problems because they're not actually executing exercises correctly. And the world's number one place for this, which I see every fucking day, is Dubai has the world's worst personal trainers, the worst training form. For inspiration for me and content for not what to do, it's wonderful. Uh, I just go into the gym, like I'll just look for someone, something today to correct. Oh, there you go, there you go. There's about a million ideas. Um, but a bit of me dies inside every time. And I never know whether to go and say something to someone or not. I, I now don't, I don't, say, I don't offer help unless someone asks. Um, but actually, that's an interesting thing. Do, do you, do you, if you see someone doing something really stupid, do you ever say anything? Not anymore. Used to, not anymore. I yeah. just, I just hold my head in shame and just, if it's a PT doing something wrong, I'm just like, you're a dick. In fact, I saw it in the gym yesterday. He was training a young kid, this Olympic lifting coach. And um, 
he's miserable. I've seen him coaching people before and I wonder how he's got any business because he doesn't speak to them. And this kid did this barbell movement and he really hurt his back. And I was on the treadmill doing some steps and I was like, he's not even really helping him. Um, and then the kid just sort of left and I was like, he's actually hurt himself here. And the bloke, the PT just sort of packed up his stuff and was like, see you later, I'm done the session now. I was like, you're such a dick. You're such a dick. So I don't say nothing no more. I'm very resilient to it and I don't give a shit what anyone else does, but I used to be. But if I do see someone in the gym, I generally, I'm a very approachable person. So if I see someone in the gym struggling, I kind of get their attention, sort of look at them. And if they want help, I'll give them help for free. It doesn't bother me whatsoever. I always want people to move well. Um, you know, it doesn't matter age, shape, whatever you are, I'll teach you how to move well if you want help. But um, yeah, it's, it's a shame that you see PTs teaching people bad techniques and things like that. They're just not going to get anywhere. They're not going to learn anything. That's the problem. I'm going to give you three examples of why you should sack your PT. Number one, they put you on a treadmill or cardio equipment and just stand there talking to you. Number two, they're on their phone all the time. Number three, they just blast you with fucking giant sets and doing stupid, retarded shit trying to tire you out. I used to, um, when I used to have clients come to me, and they're like, oh, do you want me to warm up on the machines? I'm like, no, you do that in your own time. Like, you, you're with me, we're going to learn some stuff. Like, it's, it's crazy, but it's all good. 100%. So if you're in that situation and you actually want to get results, like yes. the clients we have had at the weekend, uh, like, I think, is it Royston who came today? He's lost, like, gone from 160. What's his weight now? 75 today. 160 kilos to 75 kilos. He's had a photo shoot today. So his stuff will become a social media soon. If you want results like that, um, feel free to drop me a message on Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, wherever you like, and we'd love to help you. Make sure you leave us a five-star review on the podcast. We'll have Dan back on next week as well. Uh, and we'll see you in the next episode. One. We've got a special one next so week. So next one next week. This is uh, couples goals oh, yeah, next week. Me and Jade are coming on next week. So you're good. Uh, anyone who wants any couples goals, tune in. I'll try not to make it a counseling session. So tune in for that one. <laughs>